0: Y'all, welcome to another episode of the Wavy New York podcast. On this episode, I have a very, 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 very special guest from New Jersey, in New Jersey, by (laughs) way of New York, by way of Atlanta, Georgia. Wilmot Stubblefield, and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) What's good, Roger? I've been trying to have you on for a minute. I, I I we actually recorded a podcast on another way and it and it flopped. It didn't yeah, record it any audio. And it was I'm, actually great. It was oh, a great my God.
1: <laughs> It was a great session too.
0: The Yo. thing about
1: it is it was it was wasn't around the time uh um, It was
0: during the protest. I think protests. it was early George Floyd, yes. like maybe in like July, because I know it was hot and shit. It's crazy how long it's been. It don't. Even, it felt like that wasn't even that long ago. But so much shit has happened since then. So much has changed. Shit, since then it's been mad more, mad more fucking protests. Niggas done stormed the Capitol, and now niggas got a new president. Protest,
1: so, protests of two different sides happened between. That yes,
0: couple. exactly, exactly. <laughs> you had the black people protesting, and you had the MAGA niggas protesting, and you got yeah. to see both them shits hand in hand and very different reactions at the same time. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think all of that shit helped in the long run, helped us get a new president. Honestly, like, when you think about it, son, I was looking at it. Niggas was really, like, they they really put it together. And it was like, yo, we was only, like, a couple thousand votes in, like, key states from Mm -hmm. Donald Trump being president again. Like, that's what I want niggas to remember this shit. Like, even though this shit weren't worked out and the good side won this time and it's like, all right, niggas are going to reclaim their democracy and all of that. I want to try to know that like over 70,000 niggas voted for that guy, Donald Trump. So 70 I want to try to know million, seven million. 70 million. I said 70,000, 70 million. that means all the racist shit he said, all of the, 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 the bigot, bigotry, he said, they don't care. They didn't give a fuck. They said, nah, this nigga enhances my lifestyle one way or another, whether it's white power, <laughs> whether it's financially supporting big businesses. I don't care. So I just want everybody to remember that the next time it comes, the time for election year because I feel like this was the equivalent of niggas playing their best best ball and still almost losing, like dead that ass. That's yeah. what it felt like.
1: Yeah. It's so. like they, 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 they brought out their best player, so to speak. <laughs> he was pretty warmed up.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he hit all his shots during the game, but he still ain't get MVP.
0: Yeah, but. Exactly. Exactly. It was like,
1: like
0: it, it was stressful. It was stressful.
1: It was that NBA final series where Curry he was had a great year,
0: <laughs> but he still didn't get Finals MVP. He still didn't get Finals MVP, and that's exactly what it was, bro. I, I I remember just not being able to sleep, and I was just like, "Son, this shit, like, yo, it was funny how it worked because of the pandemic, so all the shits wasn't in, and it was like, yo, this nigga's really about to win again." Like, <laughs> then he woke up, and it was like, "Oh, oh shit, he's coming back. We have a chance." So, I was like, it was, I can't it, watch was this.
1: it was a little strange, and it was like, like kind of like what happened the previous. Yeah,
0: election. that's the yeah. thing. Last election, we thought we was good. Niggas woke up like, huh? What? Happened? <laughs> this nigga about to win? Oh, you dead ass? Oh, nah. Because I I don't think anybody took him serious. That was the thing. He was the od underdog, mm-hmm. and that nigga, that nigga. If it was gambling from gambling terms, I feel like the first election that nigga was like plus five hundred. Mm-hmm. This election, it felt like it was even odds until like that first night. Then that nigga was like, yo, plus 600. I saw where they gave gambling live odds at one point. I was, was say, I was gonna say that. I
1: was like, this election, I noticed
0: they was betting on it. It, yeah. it was crazy because when I saw the odds, and I, I since I gambled so much, when I saw that Trump was like minus like a thousand to win, I said, oh, it's over. I was like, damn, I gotta go to bed. And like, this is it. The world's gonna end.
1: I mean, <laughs> and, uh, um, a person I follow, and he's pretty good at pocket. Dave Portnoy, he's like the oh the Mar- barstool
0: nigga, Od Maga, I hate that nigga.
1: Od, bro, he's I blocked life.
0: him, but he's not that bad of a guy. I heard, but yeah, he's, I,
1: he's I, not. He's not. He 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 might. He can't be too bad of a guy. He does like good things. But I think yeah, he got on. He was like, I guess it's over. Like he got on his live and sent a message <laughs> like this is over. I don't care. Like I guess Trump won. Like he was a shoe in Yeah, yeah. He had to like get back in the morning. Like oh shit. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what was the funniest thing about that whole shit? That's when a lot of the undercover MAGA followers that I had came out, and, and yo, it's crazy because they deleted they shit. Yeah. There was a couple running people I, I, I ran against over the years. They're like, yeah, four more years, MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. I'm like, oh, you <laughs> MAGA? Mental note, mental note, and then your the like, teammates. It. It. Of course. <laughs> then it then they started days. It's like, oh, there's more votes. And it's like, oh yeah, he's about to lose. Go on, go on, go on. I'm like, all right. Now I'm gonna look at them niggas differently. Cause it's like, oh, I see. I see how y'all give it up now. It was very funny though. Very, very re- 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 very very revealing. That's but now nah, I think honestly, this week was good though. The inauguration, it, it gave it gave it gave man's hope. This is the first time where I was like, damn, son, like we overcame it. Like I feel like we've done had a new president for three weeks. It's only been like three days. But like, this is the first time I ain't had to worry about hearing the president in the news for some wild shit. It was every day with Trump. That's the thing. Like, it was one thing if he was doing fuckery every like couple weeks. Every day he said some blasphemous shit. Yeah. Always on the Twitter. And like I I almost feel like that like that ban almost should be a lifetime ban. I think they're gonna give it back to him, honestly. But How did you feel about them banning him? What did you think about that shit? I know a lot of people was like, oh, we overstepping boundaries, like muslin niggas, but.
1: I'll give a perfect example. I had, because I was talking to my shorty, whatever, and I gave a a perfect example of the ban, right? I ain't got no problem with the ban. Twitter could do whatever it is. Their company, you could like own stock in Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They have rules, you know. Yeah, It's like church, right? You can go to whatever church you want to go to, right? You're free, you know. But if you go in there and jump up and start saying something about the devil, like, start saying some crazy devil worshiper type shit, they're going to warn you a few times. Like, yo, you got to chill with that. This is the <laughs> Lord. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> you can't be saying that in here. And then if you keep going, they're going to tell you, yes, yo. You
0: got to leave.
1: You got to find a new church, and you can't come back here again. So it's sort of like that. You can only say so much. But when you really start spreading things that could get people hurt.
0: I think it know, was all fun and games until and like i said it ain't like they this the first time they had that conversation niggas been having that conversation for a minute because they were afraid of shit like niggas storming the Capitol happening and then it happened and it was like oh shit niggas died like i right, we gotta stop him so it's one of those like i feel like if he was a normal person mm-hmm. he would have been gotten banned but the fact that he was the president of the united states that's why it was so difficult to actually him such a
1: long leash
0: yeah because like- then it looks like you're trying to suppress your leaders and shit but I think the fact that he was on the way out and then niggas actually died, it was like, all right, enough enough. Like, think pull, the, pull it, the plug. Right?
1: They, they created stuff because of Trump. Like, they mm-hmm. the fact-checking thing, remember that? Right? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: They created and my thing is, Trump. yo, yeah, in reality, yo, they got to be accountable to some extent. Because like I said, like, let's say some crazy shit happens on their platform, like, you're responsible. It's almost like if you go away for a weekend and you leave your kids in the house and they throw a crazy party and five kids die, like you're responsible. It's your crib. So I feel like that's that's the way they have to look at it. Like I said, there's people that's upset about it, but I'm like, bro, I've gotten blocked for telling Trump to suck my dick for for like a day. So I'm like, if I could get blocked for that, he could get blocked for five motherfuckers dying and motherfuckers storming the the Capitol. So you know, that's all. That's all it is. Like.
1: Listen, nobody, nobody, oh, I can't tell how people to, should feel, but why are you really upset? Or, how yeah. you, by the way, it's not your Twitter that got blocked. It's not your Twitter.
0: Yeah. And it's a private company. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, <laughs> my, you
1: know, and, it, and it's crazy how easily people could get brainwashed without even knowing, right? Think about mm-hmm. it, right? People was getting banned off Twitter all the time. People get banned all
0: the, all the time, right? People been in Twitter jail since day one in the early days of Twitter, whatever a thing. But now
1: that Trump got banned, somebody put some propaganda out there like, oh, this could affect you in some way too, so fight against it. And people are like, oh yep. yeah, oh yeah! Like, that be quiet.
0: And that's my yeah. problem, people. People like to just take things and run, run man. With like, it. That's the thing, and that's what everything, that's what everything, like, one thing i learned about this election we were talking about on twitter like everybody's so hyped for Kamala harris and i was hyped because I, I was a supporter i supported her from day one like before before bloomberg got in i was like Yo, out of all the candidates in terms of what they what they believe in i feel like she most like she most most out of all of them she mostly belongs with what i believe in so i was like all right i'm behind her um and then obviously when the primaries went through i'm like all right it's a wrap for her i'm like all right maybe bloomberg it was right for him. I'm like, all right, Biden, it is. But if you look at it, like, especially in the black community, it was like, oh, she's a cop. We don't fuck with her. Especially, like, it was black women, too. And I used to see how mad people dog this shit. Then it's like, oh, my God, I'm so inspired. She's the VP now. And I see everybody posting it. I see AKAs. I'm going to call AKAs out, too, because there's a lot more support after she got this shit than it was when she was running in the primaries. I'm going to be honest and i thought it would have been a bigger deal but like during the primaries it wasn't that same level of support on a bigger scale and i feel like people are really fraudulent. cuz i'm like if you're going to support her as vp why wouldn't you support her in the primaries when she was running for president of the united states like am Big i
1: a, a lot of people um and not even this election but past election they've been riding the the bernie train right yeah. people, people love bernie um for some i can reason-
0: see why i can see why what he promises it sells to them but it's like it's
1: not going to no, I don't I don't it's not going
0: to work. Not So my thing is my thing is this, right? I always look at it like what is sustainable and what is possible, right? A lot of the shit he promises is like it's just unsustainable and it's not necessarily doable based on the current structure of our government. Like mm-hmm. I said, he needs even in this current climate where we have half the senate, right? It still wouldn't work if Bernie was the president because Mm -hmm. there's going to be people like, yo, that's a little too much. And it's just, you know, everybody likes this free this, free that, free that. I understand it needs to be more public support. I agree. But there has to be limits to it. I think a lot of young people appeal to that because a lot of young people are in. We're in a time where, like, everything is a lot harder for us than it was for people in front of us, of course, Mm -hmm. like tuition and stuff. School is more expensive. That is more easy to get. It's harder to purchase a home. And I hear them on that but necessarily it's not like he has a surefire way. It's not like he's going to just pit us all in public house and all of a sudden everybody living the projects for free and some shit. Like it's just not necessarily feasible. So I don't think he, like I said, if he was on the ticket and I got to pick between him and Trump, it's like, I, but in reality, it's like, bro, like he's not my first choice. And it's like, and eh, I'm good. especially, He's just too, he's too much. Like I said, I I wasn't really feeling him.
1: And the reason, the reason um, people chose Biden, the reason the Democratic Party chose Biden was
0: because. They felt he was most likely the winnable candidate. That's really what it was. And and that's what I think it came to. I think people were scared so much of Trump. They was like, yo, we have to get somebody, we had to get the best person that can be him. Mm -hmm. And yo, retroactively speaking, they pro- maybe they made the right decision. We saw how close this shit was. I don't know if this shit is this shit. Uh, this shit probably goes south if somebody else gets it. I don't know if, oh, no. has been, if, if, if
1: I don't know. Else I, that's running, I, yeah,
0: I don't think. It, I, I think it's. I think it's over. I genuinely think it's over in five. <laughs> I think it's Trump in five. Literally. Yeah, it was, so it's like, it's and that's why I say people got to really think about it. Like I said, we didn't create the game. They, the, We was born into the shit. They, the, the game is what it is. We just got to play by whatever rules that we have and do it to the best of our ability. But it's tough, bro. It's tough. Yeah. I just – people people are very – I think that's really – maybe that's why, like I said, a lot of young people support him. And I'm like, that's cool and all, but, yo, he ain't getting no younger. I mean, that's all I'm telling you. He ain't getting no younger. So I'm cool with that. If you want to find somebody – Huh?
1: I said they seen the mittens. He they seen even-
0: the mittens. Yo, he crusty, bro. No no disrespect to Bernie, Bernie crusty. But but the thing is, I'm cool with that. If y'all like some of the shit he finds fine, who's younger than him underneath him and that's the thing. We need more younger people in politics. Yeah. But younger people with different views, not everybody with the same views cuz like I said, it's it's a mess, bro. Shit doesn't get done, but I'm hoping I'm hoping this administration gets some shit done. Like I said, I don't know if they're going to get I think sometimes people be overly optimistic. I think some things will get done. Like I'm hearing about this $10,000 worth of like loan forgiveness. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's a good number. I think that gets done. And yo, I'll take that. You know, I saw a tweet where motherfuckers said, look, they got us. They're only going to give us $10,000 loan forgiveness. And I was like, are you serious? And I'm like, okay. He's like, Bernie would have got us everything. And I'm like, are you? And that's when I was like, all right, you know how, like, we look at some of the MAGA dudes on the crazy side? They're like, yo, they're crazy. That's how they I be good. looking at some of the Bernie people like, yo, y'all look crazy too. Like, it's, it's like, I'm all for, like, you got to be in the middle and look at it at both sides. And I'm like, bro, because imagine if you paid all your student loans. You just finished the shit. Then they're like, yeah, we're going to give everybody 10000 I feel like if everybody get a 10000 advance on their student loans, yeah, at the very least, that cut at least for most of you guys a couple a lot of of years people off. Ain't paying
1: anyway, because I know yeah, I yeah. I'm like, yo, I give y'all ten thousand. That's I, it. I, that's all hundred
0: dollars, bro. I I looked at it and I said, I'll pay that shit when I'm making enough money to when I when I have money I don't need. It, that's when I'll start paying it. But what I ain't gonna. That? I'm not gonna start paying into that until I have enough savings where I can say, I. Right, I could get a down payment on a crib because
1: asking for that, the people who asking for that extra 50, 70 K, 80 K, those are motherfuckers that went to Harvard or some shit.
0: So yeah, my thing <laughs> is this if you're that much in debt, it is what it is. But I hope you got a good paying job. That's all I'm gonna say. If you if you that much in debt and you didn't get a good paying job, you was fucking around. That's all. But like I said, it is what it is. We are where we are. If you get the 10k, I'm happy for it. But um, I'm gonna hope everybody
1: get some sort of relief.
0: And yeah, I want people to get relief.
1: Hoping for some some sort of relief. But so and within that, we relief. just have to be a little bit realistic and we serious. gotta be realistic See and we system. gotta
0: yeah. And the thing we gotta learn from this is we gotta stop depending on the government to do everything. That's exactly. that's the problem. That's why we are where we are with the pandemic. That's why a lot of us are where we are financially we gotta just be able to do you know what we can have, bro.
1: When the government does everything, that's called communism.
0: Exactly and then that's fucking what they doing
1: China the government is in charge exactly. of literally everything China Russia everything. all the countries they're in charge of everything
0: so exactly and then that's when they control what you think they control what you hear and then they, they control what no school
1: story. you got to go to you got to go to military school It's a lot of things people don't know outside of this country like i see so many people say things like man i wish i could live in this country i wish i could live in that country and some countries they probably do have nice things like free education like free education mm-hmm. But there's underlying things that we don't know because we're over here and we're so yeah. interested in what's going on over here.
0: I say that a lot too. And I say Americans as as a whole, we are like we one of the most privileged nations, but like most spoiled at the same time. Like we don't really a lot of people don't realize how good we got it in some cases. Like I said, it ain't perfect. It's far from perfect, but mm-hmm. I'd be damned to find somewhere in this world where it is. But it's like it's always complaining about everything. You can never please everybody in America. And it's like It's funny because everybody, when COVID first started, it was like, oh my God, we're going to be inside. How long? How long? A year, fast forward a year later, we still inside, like, you know, everything's still pretty much shitty. And now it's like, all right, you see hope on the horizon. Be like, all right, we got a new vaccine. Then it's like, now the new trend is, I'm not going to take that shit. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, the
1: trend is, man, I don't even want to go outside. I, yeah.
0: And I'm like, all right, cool. You don't have to take it. But my thing is, if you're not going to take it, fine. But stop spreading bullshit about it. Like, I saw some shit. Like, I, I've seen every, every bullshit. Like, oh, one person took it. Now she can't have kids anymore. That was claimed as false. Niggas trying to say, uh, who's the guy that, guy that died today? Um. The baseball guy, um, Hank Aaron. They said, Hank Aaron got his COVID vaccine on January 8th. Now he's yeah. dead. I'm like, are you serious, nigga? Like, it's it's so much fuckery. And I'm just like, yo, if you don't want to take it, don't take it. But I, I, I want people to be realistic
1: now. Like, people not I, I, knowing that even before when they was born, they got shot up with a few vaccines already.
0: Their vaccines, bro. That I was listening to, to my son, Chris. Before you
1: go to college. You gotta get some vaccine, you know what vaccine I'm saying? Vaccine
0: to go to LIU, exactly. There's no way you could go to LIU without the the, the tetanus shit, the herpes shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I was listening to Chris. Shout out to my son Chris. Well, check out his podcast, Finally Famous Podcast. He had his army homies on, and they was like, nah, I ain't taking no vaccine. But then after that, they go, Yo, when we was in the vaccine when we was in the army, they gave us mad shit. I don't know what they were sticking us with this, but they stuck us with like five different shots, and I'm like, so you're gonna let them stick you with those five things, but you won't take a COVID vaccine and the pandemic. I'm like, all right, cool, I guess. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's one thing if you knew what they were stabbing you with. You don't even know, but you knew to get in the arm, you had to do it. But to, you know, you won't you won't look up or read up on a COVID vaccine. It's just like, nah. I'm like, all right. So that's that's just a stigma with black people. And it's just like, bro, I understand. Don't get me wrong, this country has done mad wrongs with vaccines and shit. But it's like at this point, I feel like, yo, you don't have to take it but if you think we're going to be locked inside this whole time, like I saw teachers talking about, they want us to go back to school. It's like in in April or may, like they're crazy. Like, and I'm like, well, listen, I feel like it should be this way. If they offering y'all the vaccine and you choose not to come, that's fine. But if they want to say, yo, we want to start proceeding and going back to normal and have in-person learning. That's not their problem that you don't want to come in in person. That's my logic. You can't say, Oh, I don't want to get the vaccine. And then say, but I don't want to go in person either like you know what I'm saying at some point I feel like we as a society have to move towards getting back to some type of normal otherwise we're gonna like withstand everlasting effects from this shit.
1: yeah like, I mean the staying inside thing in this current state where we stay inside and things are shut down and this indoor
0: it's not healthy
1: it's not sustainable you it's said, not
0: sustainable
1: it's not that's just not how things are working so eventually I think employers are going to be like, look, if you want to work... It depends who your employer is, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, But if you want to work at this job, vaccine is mandatory. Yeah. And people are not going to have a choice. Like, for instance, the military. More yeah, than likely, eventually, choice. you're going to say, well, I don't even know if they got it right now, or I don't even know if they're forced to get it. But eventually... I don't think
0: they are, yeah. But eventually, yeah, it's going to have to okay,
1: be... If you want to be in the Army... You got to get vaccinated.
0: And you know what's crazy? You know what's going to happen? People are going to get the vaccine. That's just what it is. They're going to get it. They are going to get it. And I be trying to tell people this. is like, yo, you don't have to get it, but you need to know you got to weigh the risk and the reward. Like they're saying this new strand of COVID is like 30% more deadly than new UK shit. And I'm like, 30%? I'm like, I don't like them chances. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like them odds. And it's just like, like I said, there's a good chance you get the shit and you good. But there's also just as good of a chance you get this shit and you have some everlasting like effects like i'm looking at the dude that played for the fucking browns miles garrett he had covid in the summer if you watch the browns games this summer he could never stay on the field there would always be series where he's off the field huffing and puffing if you watching the uh playoff game they had against kansas city there's like multiple series where he's on the sideline he's not on the sideline because he didn't fit the fit the um the, the package they wanted to pin on they was like nah like yo he can't breathe right now he needs to get a breather like And that's a professional athlete in the best shape of his life. So I'm like, if he could get fucked up from COVID long term, it's definitely going to happen to some of us other people. So it's just like, you know, you got to do what's best for you. Like I say, I I think the best way to decide if it's worth it for you, you weigh the risks of getting COVID and weigh the risk of the vaccine. And I think that'll help you make the best decision every time, personally. Even in progress, man. Like, Mm Hmm. Like when you look over time, like I
1: feel like things happen, like diseases and mm-hmm. pandemics and things like that happen, and this is just another way to combat it. Mhm. Yeah. Plain and simple.
0: My thing is is everybody think, "Oh, I'm going to just let everybody else get it." And I'm like, "Well, you're not the only one with that idea, bright ass." <laughs> I'm like, "If everybody says, "I'm going to wait till everybody else gets it," then eventually the vac- the, the virus is going to mutate into some shit that the vaccine don't cover, and then we're just going to die anyway." So Pick how you want to do it, but it's crazy, man. We'll see. I we'll think, see. I think, I think at some point though they're gonna have to start hard. They're gonna definitely have to start hard dates to reopen shit. Once there's more like accessible vaccines, it's definitely gonna be like, all right, listen, we're reopening this shit, right? Mm-hmm. You a teacher you you gotta go back to school. You uh what other jobs? You a you a therapist? You gotta go back in the office. Like mm-hmm. there's no more of this like remote teaching. It's just not. It's not the same, so yeah. I think a lot of that shit they're gonna try and knock off. It I think by September.
1: I think by September. Hell yeah, um, because I be getting my uh, emails and stuff from NYU um, Langone. Shout out to NYU mm-hmm. Langone. That's my uh, P primary care provider, <laughs> PCP. And, um, yeah, they, you know, they sent emails about where they at with the vaccination and all that. So by yeah. September, I hopefully, you know. Everybody's following that timeline. Majority, if not 50%, 60% of the people are vaccinated. And that's when we'll start seeing things open up. And at that time, it's like, yo, know, by by the end of this year, if you haven't attempted or something like that, you might be asked out.
0: Yeah, I just feel bad because yo, you know what's gonna happen. The black community gonna get the most fucked by this. Like, my mom was telling me today, she works for uh, Mount Sinai. So, with the vaccine shortages basically expected in the coming weeks, they're trying to move people who are scheduled next week to get their shit tomorrow and Sunday. So, when she was calling people, like basically going through a little call list mm-hmm. of the people she's calling, it's like with white people, it's like, oh, oh my god, I get to get it. Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me you're gonna cancel it. Black people, it's like, um, I think about it and eh, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? And it's sad because it's like, yo, we're primarily dying from this shit and it's going to continue. It's not going to get any better at this rate. And then we're going to look, when they get the numbers of who's mostly vaccinated, it's going to be white people. And it's, then they're going to be like, oh, then the next narrative is going to be, oh, they made COVID to kill off the black community. Look, they're only giving the vaccines to white people. So it's yeah, like... You got to be proactive about we gotta it. got to be better. We need more we advocates. Know, that's health care coverage. Any, yeah. Yeah, man, we have to do better. We have to do better. Like I said, I think we need more advocates. I know, like, they were talking about trying to get people in the NBA vaccinated to, like, like make it easier on the black community. I don't even know if that's the route of going because it's, like, you don't want to look like rich people are getting it, but it's tough, man. I, I saw that the Super Bowl was, like, inviting 7,500 healthcare workers that were vaccinated, and I thought that was a good route, but in my head, I was, like, it would have made more sense fill out the stadium with vaccinated healthcare workers mm-hmm. and then that shows niggas like oh wow like those niggas are back to normal like i was I, that that's what i thought would have been the best example by the by the national football league and they could have did that in conjunction with the federal government just yo let's sell out the super bowl full of first responders hospital niggas That's a damn good idea. They should get them that. all vaccinated and, and, and whoever you can have whoever sponsor the, the the ticket prices people will do it like people got money you know sponsor all of those tickets full out crowd full out stadium because then people gonna be like oh my god like they're living a normal well, life like, yeah. yeah and that sells a vaccine more to people than you just saying go get it go get it you need it so i think they kind of dropped the ball with that because you know it could have been a, it could have been something special but
1: I, I see them allowing people on NBA games and a few NFL a couple.
0: games. Yeah, yeah it's a limited capacity, but the limited capacity, you don't get to really see that on TV. That's the thing. I think if you show like a full crowd on TV like that, that gets people. Like, that's like, oh my God, football's back. Like, it took us all year, but we got it. So I think that, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we could get back to that. All right, let me get vaccinated. Like, you know what I mean? That would drive up anticipation, but you know, these motherfuckers all about getting money. Do tickets that's my why point. are you on the NF. Huh? Do, do tickets cost more? What about tickets?
1: Do, do tickets to sporting so I football
0: heard football? I heard tickets are costing more now because of the limit. I, I was reading something on Pro Football Focus, like Green Bay's hosting the game, they got limited fan capacity. Now that there's less tickets, the prices of tickets are like going up for way more on the second hand market because mm. it's limited capacity. So it's like, yo, if I sell a ticket for two thousand dollars, somebody gonna buy it because hey, if you don't pay two thousand for it. You ain't gonna get it, yeah. So, you know, I, they're gonna have to do that. Like I said, I think once it makes they start allowing vaccinated people to do things that non vaccinated people can't do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at least early on in this pandemic, I think that might push people to, you know, maybe do more. But we'll see, man. We'll see. But, uh, now nah, to stay on the topic of NFL, it's crazy how the NFL with these head coaches every year, it's the same shit and never ever hiring black coaches. And it's crazy because your team, you're a Falcons fan. Mm-hmm. I thought Atlanta, I thought Atlanta was like a lead candidate to probably have a black head coach in a multitude of ways. Honestly, I thought you guys were leaning maybe towards a Todd Bowles since he was like a defensive guy. You guys been trying to fix that defense. I thought maybe I, if you're going to go the offensive route, maybe Eric B enemy, but like, nah, and the guy he ended up being, getting, I want to be in me. The guy you guys ended up getting, no disrespect, like the Titans' offense have been good for the past two years, but it was just kind of like a lackluster hire where I was like, eh. So how do you feel about that? Um,
1: I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it because like I, I kind of looked deeper into his uh, profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and he 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 fits a a profile um of who I think they wanted to hire. I think the Falcons were looking for more so toughness, Mm -hmm. um, less than the flashiness. Um, And I think Arthur Smith, who's the new head coach now, he fits the style that they're going for. And Mm -hmm. I think he most likely fits the game plan and the personnel a little bit more than um, what the Falcons currently have. Like being me, I think he still is the best candidate out there. Um, yeah, some people are just gun-shy because of Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. like, because of the Chiefs' roster.
0: I mean, I'm cool with that. Uh-oh. I just want to say, my only issue with him not getting hired is it was cool for all the other white coaches under Andy Reid to get hired. Like, they let Matt Nagy go to the biz. Then it was um, – um, what's the, the dude the, in Philly the, before he got no, Doug Peterson? Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's like you're fiending to get their disciples – and shit, even after Doug Peterson, then niggas is feening for Doug Peterson disciples, Then it's like, oh, let's get Frank Wright in uh, Indianapolis. So yeah. it's kind of like, the, I don't the understand other, the other hires. Time. I didn't really understand, like yeah, I like, like I like the I like the Jets getting mo- uh, Salah. I thought he was a good oh, hire. I like, but I like that, uh, out that out of him. Hire. You know, I look at the Eagles. They hire some. They hire so like the offensive knows. coordinator of the Colts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has like two years of coordinator experience and he's like... Yeah, even the Lions, really that the Lions
1: hired uh, the dude Dan Campbell. And was, I'm not like, angry
0: at the Dan Campbell hire, but it's like, for y'all, like he's been around the league for mad long, but he never really had no coordinator yeah, experience. Like what, makes him, coach. what makes him more...
1: That's the thing. What makes these people... Um, Even with Arthur Smith, like, I understand Arthur Smith, the fit, because that's my team. I kind of follow him. I kind of seen where they were mm-hmm. going, but... I, I didn't really understand what made him more qualified than being me or yeah. maybe even a Todd Bowles. Like yeah. I didn't they were going to hire Todd Bowles, though, because Todd yeah. Bowles, he flopped with the Jets. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't want Todd Bowles either. Like, I don't
0: no, no, I, I like
1: Todd Bowles, but I'm still not a Todd no, Bowles no, I, hear you, I, hear
0: you. I just feel like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Because even like with the Texans, I'm hearing they're, they're interviewing Josh McCown for the head coaching job. They interviewed him today. And I'm like. Josh McCown was a quarterback last year. He has no coaching experience at yeah. all. As no. a head coach, Like, like I, I just think even the idea of giving him an interview, knowing what's going on, that's just a little disrespect. Like, that's, just the, that's just the motherfuckers flexing on us. Like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to give that white boy over there an interview. He don't even want to. I ain't they're looking for a job. I'm going to give him an interview.
1: They're looking for an NFL. They're looking for the next fancy coaching, offensive coaching, per se. Like, Fancy play calling and, and some mm. you know some freakish, you know.
0: And, and I think that's cool and all. And I think that was a little trend at a while, but yo, in reality, they don't make Sean McVeigh's every day. And and the thing about people gotta understand with Sean McVeigh, even though he didn't have like a lot of coordinator experience, he was in the game for a long time, just soaking up knowledge. Like,
1: Fact about Sean, Sean McVay, and I didn't even really know this um, till like maybe like two years ago. Sean McVay went to high school in Georgia. I think Sean McVay might be mm-hmm. from Georgia. He's from Ohio, but he I think he is Georgia, or somewhere like that. But I think he so he has
0: Georgia ties, and then I think he went to school in Ohio. He,
1: well, for high for high school, he definitely went to a school in Georgia called Maris High School. And at the time, Sean McVay was there. Listen, Maris High School in Georgia is like one of the best. High schools, schools. bar none. And the run they had, I was like, hmm, this makes sense. Because if this dude was a quarterback there and he had some coaching ties there, no wonder they were so damn good. Like, they were state championship, back-to-back, 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 back-to-back. So it's like I could kind of see it. And they don't make people like that too often, so.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, those people are rare. I think, like I said, in the NFL, it's more of you got to find a CEO. You got to find somebody that can manage and control the locker room more than everything. The mm-hmm. offensive side, defensive side of the ball, you get the right coordinators, they're going to do their jobs. That's why I kind of like what the Giants did with Joe Judge. Get your coordinators. Let them do their job. But You need a head coach to put everything together, make sure everybody's good on the fundamentals, make sure everybody knows where they need to be, and everybody knows what their job is, and everybody's held accountable. And I feel like that's more important than trying to get the next offensive coordinator, offensive guru. guru. Yeah, like nine times out of ten, they never fucking guru and they fucking trash. Yeah, just like, like with the Cardinals, like he's overrated. You know what I want to say about Cliff Kingsbury, and I, I and I'm glad you say he's overrated. He's not only overrated; he's the epitome of white privilege, right? So. You fire homeboy before him, black dude. Don't get me wrong. They had a shit season. They had like a three-win season. Three-win season with a rookie quarterback. I think nine times out of ten you get another chance to run it back, right? Nine times out of ten, you get another chance to run it back. I, if I thought
1: the I thought the limit was like three seasons at least. Like, you know. I'm gonna
0: give you two seasons because I'm strict. But yeah, they, they fired homeboy one year into it and they got rid of the quarterback. And they said, nah, let's go get Cliff Kingsbury. Since then you had Kyler Murray, it's been two years. You have not made the playoffs. I think what were they eight and eight this year? You went from like three and whatever to eight and eight, like the white privilege is crazy. And not only that, this motherfucker didn't achieve shit at the college ranks. yo. He was not good. He was not good. And he was a fucking coordinator at USC. He was a fucking coordinator at USC. I don't know if somebody heard his name on a podcast and got wet. They went straight after him. Not after Lincoln Riley. Not after Ryan Day. Not after Urban Meyer. Not after any of the good college head coaches. They said, yo, let's go after that guy. And he's been lackluster. And when I watch him on the sidelines, I look at him and I say, yo, there's many times where this man has poor game management, not knowing when to call timeouts. Same things that we see from Anthony Lynn that causes his teams to lose game. But, you know, Anthony Lynn, yo, your black ass got to go. Dreamy white boy, uh, we're going to let you stay a little bit. We paying you $20 anyway. Yeah. and And
1: and at times, too, it's like Cliff Kingsbury. When you look, sometimes these coaches have players who are, like, considered – generational talent, talent so to speak and then that gives them a pass because they'd be like oh this guy developed Kyler murray this guy helped Cl- i think cliff kingsbury had a role to play with um patrick mahomes also i think he yeah
0: texas tech player. yeah
1: yeah so it's like this guy had did this to, for patrick mahomes he did this for this
0: person it must be him so or maybe really they're good. just fucking nice <laughs> yeah Maybe exactly. the motherfuckers
1: are just nice. or maybe the maybe the player was actually making this coach l- that's look
0: saying. The fact that you had Patrick Mahomes and you weren't winning more games tells me more about how bad of a coach you were. But it's like that's that's the things that kinda irk me and it's just like it, it's tough. Like it's tough. Like I said, football as a whole, it's very like I don't want to say it's racist, but it's like it's very un- it's very biased against black men in leadership that's the only thing i don't like that's for sure that's the only thing i don't like and i don't know i think that's only gonna change until they have more black or diverse owners like i remember diddy was saying he was trying to get the panthers that time and he didn't obviously that i think tepper ended up getting it but they need to find a way where the motherfuckers need to start a gofundme and say yo let's like like you know what i'm saying maybe the the route to getting it may just be hey let's have more minority owners and maybe it has to be an ownership group but you mm-hmm. need an ownership group of black people, like. The Falcons hired a black GM though. They so, do. Oh yeah, they did. They did. And yeah, uh-uh. you know what? I like. You know like what that. I'll say is, out of a lot of owners, I do like your owner. Your owner is actually a real down to earth person. He's like yeah. very socially aware. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But ninety, the the other. 20 well, i'm not gonna say 29 but most of them they don't really care honestly they really don't give a fuck it's
1: about selling them tickets too like yeah. i'm
0: hoping i'm hoping since hove has that little partnership with the nfl the next time there's an opening hove is able to just say yo fuck it let me let me take a jab at it and let me bring in my people as like a ownership group let's cop a team like maybe that's his ultimate end game goal but like I can that's see that. the only way that's the only way i see shit ever slightly changing but yeah, we'll see again next year. Yeah,
1: because somebody got to suck every year, <laughs> you know. I'm
0: saying and these owners ain't getting any, old, any, any younger. They're yeah. young. they croaking oh, yeah. every other day. So we'll see. Sometimes a family get it, and a family don't even want the shit. They just sell the team. So we'll see how it goes, man. But um, on another note, we got to get to this shit. This is actually crazy. I, I'm telling you, most of these topics I get just from browsing on Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was on Twitter today. It might have been yesterday. And I saw trending. It was like, oh, all the charges dropped against Tory Lanez. And I was like, damn. But then five minutes later, found out it was fake news. I retracted it. But the fake news was already out there. And when I say, no, <laughs> people ain't shit, bro. People like, oh, Megan, look at your ass now. Look at her. Like, fuck out of here. And I'm like, damn, bro. And in my head, I'm like, why are people like that? Like, why are we so quick to shit on her? Like, my, 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 my stance from this shit was always just lay neutral, let the Allegations go through. I'm not. I'm not fucking with either of them. But we know somebody got shot. We know she got shot. Yeah. It probably looks like he shot her. My thing is like, I'm not gonna jump to support the nigga. At the same way, I'm not gonna jump to bash her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let the litigation play out.
1: Yeah. I mean, he he definitely shot her. Uh, I think it's the circumstances. Either way, either way, he was wrong. Of course. Um, it's just one thing. I that's just not my business, and
0: I think. And people gotta stop making it their business. That's the problem. Black people gotta stop world, making it their business.
1: In today's world, celebrity business is freaking everybody's business. You know? It's oh, like, it's just
0: because most people, know, they, people they are they
1: they're
0: nasty on it. Even it.
1: relationships and everything. It's like, yo, it's the reason nasty. you not in a relationship is you waiting for your relationship to look like your favorite celebrity's relationship.
0: Basically, like, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I just, I just don't understand. Like, to me, it's like, yo, let it play out, and then they're like, oh, like, oh, charges am Like, yo, there's a million reasons charges could have gotten dropped. By the way, is too, as too as well, they could have had a settlement, and we wouldn't have known. But granted, I don't even think it's at this point. It's it looks like for her, it looks like she wants a motherfucker in jail. So like, who knows? But it's like. I realize you never want to comment on some shit without the information, because then, yo, you end up looking like a clown, like, 10 seconds later. I'm looking at people, then they're like, yo, it's fake news. He said it was fake news. She said it was fake news. And then it's like, why y'all so quick? Like, why y'all so thirsty? Like, why y'all so ready to go to bed for celebrities that don't fucking know you or care about you or do anything? Like, I just don't understand. Everybody wants to be right. You know, Everybody wants to be right. And they want to be the first one to say, oh, I told you. I told you. I told mm-hmm. you what it was, so... People and that I'm going not, going I'm on not saying everybody
1: era. on the, a because a, 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 a good amount of people want to be right first and mm-hmm. they want to be the first one to say you know what I told you people
0: so when love you, that
1: you go with that um mentality a lot of times especially in today's news you end up wrong because i is- I, be, I be seeing a whole bunch of things I remember one of the first things because now we so heavily invested in the internet it's like, yo, the first black president was not Barack Obama.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, oh, dude, I'm like, mm, this could be possibly true because you know, I don't know what's true and untrue anymore. I just go by what I can say. I honestly believe in, and like I said this on a lot the last podcast, um, even though it ran out. But my thoughts and my views are my only i'm not forcing anybody to believe in what i say or what i do but just make sure your thoughts and beliefs are yours and just don't try to force it on people or argue with them try to make yourself seem like you all know and there's some shit like that
0: hey, hey man I, I think too many people try to seem like they and know and actually, they know look up facts like y'all look look up, real like, you no sites don't. Yo, that's all I ask is the deadass not take the first thing somebody give you or retweet and take it as fact and run with it, yo. And that's the thing. I, I'm telling you, if you want to see how easy it is to spread fake shit, just make some bullshit up and get, like, 20 people to retweet it. You could say, yo, fucking, fucking LeBron died. It, it would catch steam for a little bit. Until oh, that, somebody shit gonna, can that
1: shit going to circle
0: up so fast. It's like people are so fucking stupid, and it's like my thing is, yo, it's too easy to, like. With the internet, as easy as it is to get information, it's easier for people to spread fake news. But that's like information. People don't want to spend that little bit of effort to try and go and like find out what's wrong from what's right, and that's part of the problem. Like, like I said, everybody want to be right. Everybody wants to say I told you so, and it's bigger than that, man. It's I'm over the shit, bro. Look,
1: look, look up credit like that to everybody out there. Um, sometimes we see stuff that. It seem true also, and mm-hmm. sometimes we it's easy to fall for it. I'm not gonna sit here and say sometimes I'm gonna be falling for stuff, but sometimes I always go look up to see what's this what's a credible source and I'm pretty sure when we were in school, your teachers your professors told you what sites that could be seem credible like you mm-hmm. know if you use this site and we find out you use get this information from this site that's a f so those incredible sites. Look, if you could Google words, sometimes there's some websites out there that could tell you, like, "Yo, this is actually like they'll put out the news article and they'll let you know if it's like fact."
0: For fact, yeah, they'll have like the fact checking shit. Yeah, the fact checking. So it's like hey, hey, more people got to do that, man.
1: Do it. You know what I'm saying? Just, just do it. And if it is true, then hooray, you got it. You got it correct. Then
0: it is, is right. what it is.
1: Yeah, but if it's not, then now you know.
0: That's a big facts, my man. But okay. now the last shit we gotta get on. Exactly. <laughs> now the last shit we gotta get on before we wrap up, before we get to and if you have anything else to bring up after this, feel free. But now we gotta talk about this. I don't know if I've had a podcast since James Harden got traded to my Brooklyn Nets. But um mm. two sides of this story. You got people that are very happy, you got people that are sad. I mean, maybe it's more than three, two sides, honestly. You got people that are, like, neutral. I, I I would say I was the trade. I knew it was something that could always happen, you know. But, you know, you had to give up. You had to give up cool people that you grew up with on that team. Like I said, this I, I look at Nets fandom, and I will say it like this. There's a core group of fans over the past four or five years that's grown attached to a couple core players, eh? You've seen them part of the rebuild. You see them develop. Now they all shit. Everybody going after the James Harden trade with the exception of Joe Harris, who looks like he could be a Williamsburg hipster. Everybody going D'Angelo Russell. It got him. The fuck out of here. <laughs> Karis Levert got him. The fuck out of here. Rondae Hollis Jefferson got him the fuck out of here. Jared Allen got him the fuck out of here. So mm-hmm. now we in this position where it's all or nothing. And you know, it is what it is. Like I said, people act like the Nets did this and this wasn't the first time this happened I'm not going to hold you. When LeBron traded all those people for AD, people were saying the same shit. Oh, they don't got no bench. They don't got this. And I'm like, yo, it takes a little bit to gel, like, give them some time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, they won a championship. But now this shit happens, and maybe it's because we live in New York. You got a certain fragment of the fan base in the Knicks that just – they can't wait to tear into it. So why do you think that is? Why, what what What's really good with that shit?
1: be honest, man, a lot of times people don't know what it takes – winning sports Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and sometimes people just i think the words or somebody said like casual fans like Mm -hmm. in in today's nba those players that the nets grew up with and i'm not the the biggest basketball you know guru or whatever but the players that the nets had more than likely there's people that jobs that in the scouting department etc etc management they probably felt like the Nets couldn't win with just those players and they needed to go get James Harden. Um and those, those, you know, um, those players are good players, but when you look when I really look at the Nets prior to the James Harden trade, were those players really gonna get the Nets a championship along with KD and Kyrie? Mm, I, don't I
0: don't think don't so.
1: Know. I
0: don't yeah, I I wouldn't
1: think so. I think
0: what I, have, I, I watch think enough games. Yeah, I watched enough games this year where I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> it's like conference finals, probably. Could we lose and stumble before there? Yes. Could we probably lose in the conference finals? Yeah. That's the thing. It wasn't like, a, uh, we got this shit. We could be any team we see in the seven yeah. games. So and I
1: think James Harden with the Nets now gives them a better chance.
0: To win oh, now.
1: Yeah, to win with the players that they had from before. So it's yeah. a great trade, and people are always skeptics, but a lot of people that's fans ain't never played sports a day in their life.
0: They ain't never played a day in and their life, life. and that's saying, what it come down to.
1: I'd say you you would have had to play sports, uh, but it's like team management, stuff like that. People just, Some people just don't got a clue.
0: Yeah, yo, I just look at it like this. There's just times where motherfuckers are just more talented than you, like, and we both ran track in college. Again. You ever just been against somebody where you just like, yo, I'm good, but that motherfucker, like, yep. he has more He's, cards than me? Yeah. He has more cards. No matter how yeah. great my approach is, I get all the board. I'm only jumping this on my best day. This motherfucker on his worst day. Worst day. Is <laughs> my best. Yeah. And, so, and, and, and then you just can't do anything about that. And that's what James Harden is. It's like on Karis Levert's best day. He's James Harden on his worst day, Yeah. maybe. And that's, you know, that that's just facts. And it ain't nothing wrong with Karis. I think he works hard. He could be a good player in this league. But can he be a top five player in this league? Eh, probably unlikely. Like, uh, you got to almost look at development. And I think as athletes, you could always read talent like this. Like, people that are uber-talented... They're going to develop quick. You're going to usually see it right away. People on that God class, like, huh. you don't see people make the Olympics out of nowhere where they're like, oh, yeah, I just woke up one day and I was world class.
1: And a lot of casual <laughs> fans don't even know that. Like,
0: yeah, it's just, that's how it is. I was,
1: boom, I was watching the, um, if you don't, if for everybody out there, Tiger Woods has a documentary. Oh, yeah. on HBO. son. it's
0: good. How is it? It's good? It's pretty
1: good. It's pretty goddamn good because. I didn't know Tiger Woods was playing golf at two years old.
0: Oh, he's a prodigy. It's a prodigy. It's a and prodigy. I
1: see how Tiger Woods, mind you, a lot of two-year-olds, they just walk in and Google Gaga, and, you know what I'm saying? And ba-
0: No, when they use face that face. term prodigy with him, they're not just, like, joking like he was. I did not
1: know that. Like, he was really, no matter what you would have done at golf, and I don't want to never say never because, you know, but clearly Tiger Woods had some sort of talent. God-given talent for golfing. Mm-hmm. Everybody out there has some God-given gift. Some people have multiple, but for golfing and Tiger Woods in this particular um, conversation, he, has it. he <laughs> has it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, know, same thing with James Harden and certain players. And, you know, golf is a single-player sport. Sometimes they do doubles or whatever, but in mm-hmm. team sports, those players, like a James Harden, when you get a chance to get them,
0: they, they don't just come just around that often, drafts. yo. You know what I'm saying? They don't come around that often. How many drafts we done had? We, let, let, since James Harden has been drafted, how many drafts we've had where we've drafted any of the players were better than him? Exactly. I don't think any of them. You're hoping maybe Zion, but right now that don't really look that promising. I don't know if Zion's going to be better than James Harden. Uh,
1: that, in the last five, ten, yeah, let's say five, seven years, who's been drafted that's better than Harden?
0: Nobody. Nobody. I just, you know, and that's just how it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you get those once in a generational, when you get a chance to get those once in a generational players without trading away generational talent, you do it. You do it. You know, it ain't
1: like they traded away Kyrie, but for everybody out there, my Nets fans, Elijah, he looking like the odd man out.
0: He, he sure like, is. You like
1: the one that's hurting. Every so.
0: time, and, and, and like I said, if you—that's one thing I'll say as a fan and, and anything on life. I—I I, I always got receipts. I got receipts to me saying free agency before that. And I hope the Knicks get Kyrie. I just want KD, and we could keep D'Angelo Russell. And I don't really like Kyrie, so I was never on it when we got him. I was like, and eh, there's a reason I don't have a Kyrie Irving jersey. There's a reason I bought the Kevin Durant jersey because it was one person I believed in and another I didn't. Yeah. And that's just how it is, man. The kid is like I said. I actually got like, a
1: chance to hang out with D'Angelo Russell a few times. Really? Like crib?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Back yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Really? A few, a few, a few times. times. Like a few, Green, right? Through a mutual,
1: through a mutual friend, through one of my best. <laughs> Shout out my boy E, but yeah, I actually got <laughs> a chance to hang out um, with D'Angelo Russell. He's a cool kid. He's a cool cat. I love him. So check this out. One time we went to um, D'Angelo Russell crib. Guess who was there? <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Devin Booker.
0: Ah, no <laughs> way. They boys, got though, Yeah, they, they boys. Are, they really they're close.
1: They close. They close,
0: they're close they're really friends.
1: Close. Devin Booker was there. That's so like, Look, the thing is, they're not, well, Delo's tall. Devin Booker not all that tall.
0: How tall is he, like 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six,
1: yeah, Devin Booker like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. But I don't know. The way his height is set up, he just... Maybe
0: because I'm like six two. You're tall, dude. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. I know what you mean, though. Usually, when you see an NBA player, it's like, like oh, yeah, it's like huge, and it's like Devin Booker. Yeah, he's not like
1: because you know, D'Angelo Russell wanted to stay in Brooklyn too. Oh,
0: of course, hard. of course,
1: and he developed. He developed pretty good. They the did year. him
0: grimy. They did him grimy, and yeah. I would say. This I'm saying. the the Brooklyn Nets team that traded him away ain't the same Brooklyn Nets team now. It's a whole it's under new ownership right now, basically with Nash and the players. Basically, Kevin Durant run the team and shit. <laughs> you they know, can,
1: they could still go back and get him. Yeah, I mean,
0: you never know. Years from now, years from now, you never know. Take your ass off and go get him. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I don't even know if he would fit though, because he's another ball dominant guard, but. You know, it is what it is. I wish I could the best, but he—you could just see—he's just a—he's very mature. He's on a whole nother <laughs> level of maturity. Yeah,
1: his personality fits the nets. Yes,
0: he—he yeah. he doesn't have a very—I uh, don't. Yeah, he, he doesn't have an alpha personality in the sense of like he's not demanding. He's not like conflicting. He ain't gonna butt heads with nobody. You know,
1: he's he, he alpha though, but he's like more so to me. He's more of a.
0: His yeah. team play well, I use a bad word. Ain't that he, he not alpha? He's more introverted though than like yeah. Yeah. some other people. So it's like he ain't gonna be outwardly like yapping at people, getting in people's faces. He's more introverted. He he cool guy. That's funny though using the nigga crit. <laughs> cool, cool dude, man.
1: Like, I was I was surprised when I met him myself how cool he was. <laughs> yo, know, this dude making millions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> normal guy. Like, yo, at the end of the day. These basketball niggas is regular people like us. Yo, they be our age. They be younger than us, bro. That's he all it is. They might, be- he
1: was, yeah, he definitely is younger. He's about, <laughs> what, he's like 24 now? If that.
0: 20. might be 25, 26. might be 20. Oh, no, he got in the league at 19. 19. And this- I, was in, I was like a senior in college and shit when he got drafted. So so. Like
1: two years ago when he was, um, he was with the Nets in 2019,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. 2019. Yeah, it's like 2018,
1: 2019, so. He was fairly young at that time, but he seemed to have like
0: matured. Like, he got it now. He years. got he he gets it now, man. But
1: I'm gonna do that to you, so
0: yeah, that's how it be, bro. I wish him the best, and that's my boy. That's my boy. I just had a crazy crib in Brooklyn. I ain't gonna lie. He was in Fort Green. Yeah, Fort Greene slash
1: like. Down. I don't want to say Carroll Gardens, but somewhere around like Fort Greene area, Carroll Gardens. Like somewhere around that area.
0: Okay, okay. Like he wasn't that far from like L.I.U. and shit, right? Not at all. Yeah. As I figured, I always just see him post on IG. I'm like, yeah, you definitely live pretty close. I think his brother had played at L.I.U., so that was probably how y'all got the connection and shit. For yeah, him. I think that's how they got it. Yeah, his brother was trash, but it's all uh, good. Yeah, his,
1: uh, his brother was a cool dude, too.
0: Yeah, hey, I'm just, you know... He wasn't good at basketball. He wasn't getting PT, but who knows? Bro? Who knows? What yeah. really, I'm starting to learn about college basketball is, yo, you could be average at one school and then go to a big division one and thrive because I'm looking at motherfuckers that was playing on St. John's last year and he's at like, I forgot what big school he's at now, but just thriving. Like, I've seen it all the time where motherfuckers go to next schools and they just thrive and they don't necessarily even have to be like major D ones. Sometimes they go to mid majors and they like, Bowling. I
1: think it's Bowling. all about your skill set. It's, it's like,
0: skill set. It's about fit. It's about your role in the about, offense and what they need you to do.
1: Because I played so much attention to um, college basketball this year, one of my uh like players I watched actually one of my favorite players in college basketball this year is a player called Shahada Wells. He's from um UTA, U Texas mm-hmm. Arlington. Um, mm-hmm. Dude's pretty nice, bro. And I don't want to say he has like NBA skills. To me. He looked like he could play in the NBA, but it was like he came from a JUCO. He was, like, top-level JUCO, and now he's at this school. And when he was playing big schools, bro, he was getting –
0: Those the- are oh. the dudes that if they get into the league, don't let them get into the league, it's over. Like they- That's what I'm
1: saying. Just like you said, like, some dudes be terrible at a smaller school, go to a big school, develop a good skill set, come out crazy.
0: Yeah. Nah, I'm hype, and actually, I'm actually excited. It's gonna be March Madness this year. This year, they moving the whole tournament to Indianapolis on some like bubble shit because they're like, yo, they're not gonna fuck with their bag. I'm telling you, bro, motherfuckers gotta get their money any means necessary. So they gonna they gonna move that shit to Indianapolis, have a bunch of like mini bubbles throughout the city, and they gonna play them games straight like that.
1: For everybody that's not watching college basketball this year, man, it's 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 pretty exciting. I year.
0: love. I haven't been able to watch it because I've been cause so busy at work, all but I'm gonna get back into guys, it. All the good teams they trash Kentucky is awful. Oh that's my god, so good. Kentucky Duke is awful. Duke is, Duke is garbage. Regular, below
1: par. Tech the, the few Gonzaga right now. Gonzaga is the right like the number one school, cool. and they're doing pretty good. You but, know
0: what I think that I is think though. I don't think so. Because no. not good. Did they ever win now? They made it to the championship game and lost. So they yeah. might they might make it. Right. In- well, I wanted
1: them to win that game. That's when they had Adam Morrison in the market. Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, you know what I can see the way this shit is going, honestly. It almost seemed like the nice talented players that are like the get recruited by the blue bloods. I like the pandemic probably chopped a practice squad practice schedules, and it was just like, you know what? Fuck this, like whatever. Because there's no reason. I don't know, like usually usually kids are just dominant, you know what I mean? But I feel like maybe they maybe they weren't even able to recruit that well this year. There was no McDonald's All American game. There was mm-hmm. a lot less high school game. So you was probably offering blind scholarships to some kid that he might have looked good when he was a junior in high school, but between junior year and senior year, he was in the crib eating McDonald's because he was in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So like you really don't know what you got this year. So that's probably that's the thing. So, you know, we're gonna have to see. I'm excited.
1: And I and I think also, um, the way the games are played has a like a slight effect on like performances and things like that. You know, some people like to perform in front of a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Some players feel less pressures. Basically, nobody. There.
0: For the so mid major people they're already playing in empty ass gyms so most they, times. They wild, yo, they' wilding right now. Like, oh, I get to come to Duke and play in Cameron, and nobody's screaming in my ear. Open gym, it's over. <laughs> uh, I feel them on that, yo. It's Man, gonna be a good so tournament. Scary. Yeah, I think I think when it gets to tournament time, that's when motherfuckers get shook because you know they're gonna have motherfuckers in the building. So, oh. but now nah, before we wrap up, do you have anything you want to leave the people with? Anything, any topics before we wrap up? Anything I might have missed? oh uh,
1: man, we covered a lot. I want—I would say the Tiger Woods, uh, the Tiger Woods documentary. Let's watch. Uh, was it's it's a some it's, it's a must watch just to get an insight on. No, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, I I never knew that much stuff about him. I think watching documentaries overall give you a good insight on, like, family life on how things are set up. It's great
0: for people where you come into, like, the middle of their career and you ain't get to see the whole shit. Like, Tiger, uh, Michael Jordan and shit, it gives you that perspective you miss. I think it's good for that, 100%. Tiger Woods, that's that's, that's
1: my guy, man. I ain't watched part two yet because... At the end of part one, his mistress or somebody had came on. <laughs> come on, that's when the thing gets crazy. <laughs> 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 that's when he starts to show the, the dog parts of you part of the, uh, oh, the so documentary.
0: I gotta um, see that shit. I'm gonna well, watch it.
1: All in all, man, I think 21, 21 is is looking up for, for everyone. Just you
0: know,
1: we just staying positive, man, because a, a lot happened last year. And a lot is going to happen overall. Maybe 2021 ain't going to be as sweet, but I'd be 2020 should teach everybody or should have thought everybody like, you know, you just got to keep it pushing regardless.
0: Keep it pushing. You got to adapt, and you got to just be able to, like, keep going. That's the main thing. got to keep going.
1: Like Panero used to say, keep pushing Panero." So
0: yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> G-shit. That's, that's, that's what it is, though. Yeah, man. Nah, everybody, I just wish y'all the best from all my New York people start researching these uh candidates for the mayoral primaries oh yeah
1: this what you think about that this andrew yang what you think you think he got a chance i think
0: i think I, he was shooing already i so i don't like that he's running i'm going to be respectful i don't even say i don't like that he's running it's cuz uh-huh. he's not from here you know what i mean so uh-huh. it's kind of like he's an outsider trying to get into art. i feel like in order to be an effective mayor of new york city you have to be from here to understand. See, that's kind of part of why the Blasio kind of sucks. Like he grew up in Boston and shit. So he don't really know the inner runnings of like New York City, like what people struggle with the most, what people need. Like other candidates, I'm cool with. A lot of them, like, my my push, my candidate, and I'm going to try and get him on the podcast one of these days, is Eric Adams. He's, like, the Brooklyn yeah. Borough president. Yeah. And, and, but the only reason I like it is because he understands the entire inter-runnings of the of, this, of the city. Like, he was a former cop, so he understands the crime and, you know. Is, is he running? Is he running? Yeah, yeah. He's running? He's running. He's running. Okay. But it's like, I feel like for him, like he's going to get the Brooklyn vote, obviously. But then, like, somebody in Queens or the Bronx or Staten Island or whatever may not vote for him. But then, you know, you got the comptroller who was managing the city budget who I'm kind of like, eh. Like, you know, there's a lot of people. You got somebody else was run, working in sanitation running, like, not just say sanitation not important, not just say sanitation, not important but it's like. You so you're gonna do good picking up the trash and making sure the snow's removed. All right, cool. What about everything else? Uh you know, it's gonna be crazy, but the Andrew Yang shit kind of complicates shit because he has a huge following. There's a lot of people that wanted him yeah, to be yeah. mayor.
1: No offense he, to anybody listening to this podcast, but his last name is Yang. You should know. <laughs> yeah. He do get the votes. He don't yep, get that, yep. a lot of votes I, based off his I, last name being Yang. I,
0: uh, it it's 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 crazy, so like I look at it like he's an outsider like what i don't what I don't like about it, and that's part of the problem too is there's a lot of candidates there's like fourteen fifteen candidates, everybody who's ever done anything in New York City wants to run, so when you have a lot of candidates, it's like all of a sudden it's like some people have allegiance to this person, this person this person, this person, this person, and then they kinda you don't know who wins, you know what I mean that's when it's like oh, that's how Trump basically fucking got got into. The Republican nomination because there was so many whack candidates that it was like, oh, I'm just going to be the, the odd guy getting the, the the votes. So you know, I don't I don't really want Andrew Yang as mayor. So we'll see.
1: When is when is the uh, primaries? I'm
0: not sure. I want to say it's in like April or May, maybe June even. But motherfucker starting a campaign now, so I would assume April, May, or June.
1: And then uh, the election is November.
0: Yeah, I believe so. so and.
1: I've seen what Andrew Yang preaching on that universal...
0: Healthcare, um, and what is he doing?
1: Universal salary or some oh, like shit hey, yeah. like that. Listen, that. I was actually... Uh, so I had a job this past summer where I, you know, I was around the whole Central Park area. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bargaining for that universal salary. I don't know how it's going to work. And hopefully they're saying we get higher numbers, but a lot of people that was bargaining for it was like, not people like you and me. I just wanted to <laughs> be... <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was people that already seemed like they had enough.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I was looking like, um, mm, a lot of y'all, y'all live around this area. Mind you, this is Central Park area. Uh, yeah,
0: of course, everything over there is like millions and millions of dollars. So, like, I'm like,
1: oh, what are y'all uh universals Are y'all saying it for everybody else or y'all think <laughs> more? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So- He's it's like I said, I'm all for somebody trying to further their political career. But, like, don't do it in my city. Like, do yeah. it. You want to run for Congress? Go for it. You want to run for Senate? Go for it. But not, not, not mayor of the city. So, I'm,
1: I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look into the candidates. I'm
0: gonna, I'm going take, yeah, it. no, no, and don't take, yeah, just, I, I urge everybody to do this. I, like, do your own research and try and get, do the best you can. I, I'm, a, I, that's what I'm gonna do, though. I'm definitely gonna try and get Eric Adams on before he becomes the popular candidate, try and boost his <laughs> approval rating up. But, uh,
1: yeah, it would mm-hmm. be nice to have a, a a black mayor.
0: Yeah, we haven't had one for a minute in New York since like when it. I
1: look, when I look at politics, basically everything is open now. So mm-hmm. you might as well go for people who are like you. They don't necessarily have to be the same skin, but at, at least
0: come from skin. like similar yeah. upbringings and I mean, exactly problems.
1: that's all I might mean. understand where you're coming from. that so you aspire like for, like
0: I said, and I, I just think he could relate to a lot of people all the people that's like oh back the cops well he was a cop (laughs) if you don't want to vote for him (laughs) oh he's gonna defund the police he is the police he ain't gonna defund shit (laughs) he is the police so i want to see how they spin that but yeah y'all pay attention to that shit and yeah man that's all i got for now will you welcome on the podcast anytime man let's do this i I
1: appreciate it i appreciate it man good conversation so it
0: was a yeah. good time, man. Maybe next time we could do an LIU reunion with a couple other OGs and, you know, oh, we could talk yeah. it up. Gonna...
1: Oh, one thing I wanted to say, and this just hit my brain a uh, long <laughs> Like, I was thinking about it this week. I was looking at Stephen Curry, right? Mm-hmm. And how he was playing. Like, I... Steph Curry's been doing this for, like, over, let's say, fives. Like, playing how he's playing at the level mm-hmm. he's been playing at for, let's five, say, the last years. five, six years, right? So I was looking at a highlight where he just... He basically like shook the whole team. I'm like, man, I was moving like this with Steph Curry in NBA 2K12.
0: <laughs> nah, yo, I, I I I always tell people that that catch me off this. When I was in college, they're like, "Oh, what did you do?" I'm like, "Yo, we played 2K at all time competitive levels, bro." Yeah. Like, I I, I I I tell people this too. People are like, oh, why don't you like 2K? Because I'm like, yo, none of the 2Ks they make now could equivalent to what what, what it was yeah. back then. Yeah. When I say 2K used to be a game where people were enjoying it and bowling and we had leagues, bro. We need leagues. Yo, we used to go through leagues in every two 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 freaking yeah. weeks. That's why when people ask me why my GPA is so low, I say, bro, you should be... <laughs> I got a bio degree with a 2.7. I had to fulfill a 2K league commitment I had to fulfill a full time track scholarship. Like, it, it, you, it, you, it, you
1: got to show up for your game, bro. Like, yo, bro, I'm tired.
0: <laughs> I got oh, homework. Bro, your game. I used to. This is my. This is this is this was our schedule in college. It was, it was wake up in the morning, lift weights, go to class, eat, go to practice again, two mm-hmm. <laughs> K, sleep, rinse and repeat every day. So like yeah. four hours of sleep. Everything else you had to fit in. And those yeah, two, yeah. And,
1: and even sometimes you had to play your game. Like, yo, if you and the person who you was playing or who you were scheduled to play like had some free time like yo we about to play our game right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it yo the man's yo i'm sorry i'm going a little long man but man's used to freaking it used to be like yo let me get the key to your room i'll play 2k <laughs> while you whatever i'd be like all right here's a room key I, I i would walk into my room nobody lives in there but niggas is playing 2k okay. on my Every so. time he was it, 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 niggas had to pit their shifts in and niggas 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 did what they had to do but nah
1: if I knew Steve Curry would have done what I was doing with him. In
0: the- <laughs> so. You would have bought some stock in Under Armour. That's what you would have did. <laughs> would have made some predictions like,
1: yo, Warriors going to win a championship uh-huh.
0: or something. We could have been them future vets and all of that. You would have been a rich man right now, bro. Crazy, oh, nah. We definitely got to catch up, though. One of these days, let's definitely get a pot in the future with the, some of the old homies. Definitely,
1: man. I'll definitely enjoy that, man. Shout out to all my old teammates out there. Shout out to everybody out there. Everybody,
0: everybody yeah. time to you be know, listen to the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, when I get my my vaccine, we linking, bro. Everybody need to link. Once I get my second dose, give me two weeks. Let the antibodies build up. We linking. We <laughs> going out for food. We going out for drinks. We doing it all, whether whether it's open or not, we outside. So yeah,
1: and hopefully everybody got their vaccines or a majority of people got their vaccines by summer, by August.
0: Yeah, by August. Uh, I'm definitely summer. we gonna do this, bro. Summer, we yeah. we gonna do this. But y'all, I appreciate y'all for listening. Yo, if for those of y'all that are new, if this is y'all first podcast episode, yo, hit the subscribe button. Uh rate and review on iTunes, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, we on Google Podcasts. Shit, if i'm not where you normally get podcasts which if you get podcasts anywhere other than what i mentioned you probably a weirdo let me know i'll get the podcast on there but uh i appreciate y'all for sticking with us y'all and uh enjoy this new four years enjoy a trump free life
1: yeah hopefully that stimulus that 1400 oh, it's
0: Stimmy season, it's later. season. You know what I'm it's boys stimmy
1: 2.0 hopefully by the time the next few podcasts we get on
0: We be talking about the next stimulus. We be talking about what's next. Yeah, he
1: got 1400,
0: but is he gonna make it (laughs) 2400? But all right, y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening, y'all. Peace out.
1: All right, peace out, everybody. Thank you for having me, Elijah. No doubt.